know that as a person and um, through your experiences and through uh, what are unique to you and unique to uh, who you are and where you've come from, um, you have a lot to add to engineering and to uh, companies and industries and uh, universities and the world as a whole. Kia ora, I'm Troy, here as CEO and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today our conversation is with University of Auckland Engineering and Law student John Cole and AUT Construction Engineering student Haley Noh. They will talk about the importance of diversity and inclusion in our industry and what it feels like when diversity and inclusion are lacking. Can you each tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you're studying, starting with you, Hayley? Um, well, I'm currently a fourth year student at the uh, Uni- Auckland University of Technology and I'm doing a Bachelor of Engineering majoring in construction and I'm an upcoming fourth year this year, so it's my final year of studies. So that's me. And you, John? Um, so I'm studying a conduit of engineering and law at the University of Auckland and I'm going into my second year in 2021. And what made you choose engineering to start with? Um, for me, I uh, a few things. I love the problem-solving aspect of you know engineering. Um, I love the sort of thinking aspect, and I love that engineering is you know um, intertwined with a whole lot of real-world issues, and uh, it allows you to actually find solutions and solve them. And how about you, Haley? For me, it was more um, wanting to work with people. So I've always enjoyed working with people, and I think engineering really opens the door up with it. And I, when I left high school, I didn't want to work in a um, environment where I had to stay in the office all the time so I wanted to be out there and on site so I thought construction and the civil industry would be a perfect suit for me so that's why I chose to study it. And what do you find the most interesting about your course? I think the most interesting about my course is the diversity of it. Um, not only the students like when you go in there's so many different students with um, many different backgrounds from many different areas and you really get to know them in your lectures and I think that just opens your mind about a lot of things about culture and your understanding. It's not so much about always the books and everything. And something else I found really interesting heading into my third year of engineering is that there are most, so many standards that are available that we have to use and design and everything. And I really enjoyed learning about that and I thought that was highly interesting and that's something we're not all exposed to just normally unless you are doing engineering or in a specified field such as construction. So that's me, yeah. Um, for me, I think... Um very similar to that, uh, the sort of people and uh, partnerships and connect, you know, uh, connectivity sort of aspect of engineering is really exciting to me, and I've really enjoyed learning about how like different, you know, uh, facets of engineering or designs or whatever um, impacts people and how we can sort of mitigate or change that. And what are some of the challenges in terms of the diversity um, and inclusiveness um, around being Māori in engineering? So um, for me personally, um, you know, I've uh, seen a lot of support and um, I'm very privileged to be where I am at the moment and have the opportunities that I've had. Um, But I know for a lot of my friends who went into engineering, um, 
in the same year as me all around the country. Um, there's been lots of challenges for them. Um, to dive into the, you know, some of the issues, um, there's um, a, not a lot of, well, I think um, I've discovered there's not a lot of acceptance of contemporary Māori issues around engineering circles and around uh, especially the industry itself. And I also think that there's lots of barriers that actually prevent students from being able to enter engineering um, and, you know, uh, fulfil their dreams and follow up and actually provide insight and uh, perspective that wouldn't be there otherwise. And how about you, Hayley, from a female and maybe even Vietnamese perspective? Um, I think for me, being a female in engineering, when I first, first walked into my first year lectures, uh, I looked around, there were a handful of females. I think it's starting to be a field that is growing and it's great to see that over the years that I have been at university that the numbers are increasing, although not dramatically as I would like to see, but there is there is increase and that's great to see from a female perspective. And definitely um, from like a Vietnamese perspective, it's more like I would I don't really see much um, kind of Vietnamese or Asians in engineering, so I would definitely like more diversity in the field. And I think companies now are more accepting of that and really wanting females in the industry. So I think it's a, I think it's something if females are interested in, should definitely take up. And I think with the population in New Zealand being fifty percent, almost fifty percent females, and with only three percent or less than three percent of um, engineers in the construction that are females I think there is definitely room for improvement still and I think the government and companies such as Hera that are taking on interns such as females that are making the difference and being the drive for the change for females to get on board with engineering. Yep and what are some of the practical challenges you've experienced or you see and how do you think they could be overcome for women or for Asians in engineering? What do you mean by practical, though? Can you, like, specify that, like, in terms of finding a job with, within the industry? Could be anything, anything that you've experienced in your course even? Um, I think for me, um, the hard part about being a female engineering is sometimes going in, there are many, many males. So I guess it is intimidating of how you should, um, like, perspective mentally you would have to go oh do I need to go and and act like a man because I'm such in a male dominated industry and it is what it is and I think um, practically you have to learn the skills and be as equal as your peers and your partners and I think it's important that you don't fall short in those aspects so if you go into for example if you're going to mechanical engineering and you're interested in 3D printing, for examples, those skills and you see your peers and your male peers that are really interested in understanding the application and how everything works for, the, for those 3D printers, you as a female, you should go out there, you should ask about it, you should learn about it and you should learn those practical experience. And I think it's it's having the confidence to do it and not being scared about it and not being afraid that you're in a male-dominated industry because you all have to understand that um, it's 2021, uh, the world's changing, so we never know what's going to happen in a decade and how they would dramatically change, so yes. How difficult is it for you to be authentically you versus kind of conforming with how you think you would need to be to fit in? I think I was fortunate enough 
to have a more of a confident personality and I always I didn't take a no as an answer and I always wanted to do what I wanted to do like as in like if I believed in something I would go for it and I think having that mentality going into engineering made a significant difference but over the years of being in engineering I think I did harden up a bit um, just because again you do see a lot of male um, peers around and no offense to my male friends but being a female it does change your perspective of of wanting to harden up and fitting in with your peers and in the industry um you're still yourself at the end of the day you know we all have to be kind and empathetic and everything I think that's really important so that's not taken away it's more of um hardening up and everything over the years and having more confidence and feeling as though you um, always believing yourself and feeling as though you're always competent. Mm-hmm. So I think that dramatically changed for me over the past three to four years. And John, how about your experience? I think um, you know if we were to uh, talk about you know the practical challenges and the sort of roadblocks that are in the way of um, you know many marginalised groups being engineers, uh, being in the industry, um, you know being a part of changing our future and our world. Um, you know, we could be here for hours. This is a 20-minute podcast. But um, one of the ones that I identified that I think is um, quite important is that there are a lot of, um, for, uh, you know, young Māori, there are a lot of socioeconomic barriers. Um, sadly, you know, if you look at the um, statistics in New Zealand, uh, young and uh, Māori people and Pacifica people um, have really high rates of, um, you know, poverty and don't really have access to the same opportunities that a lot of other people do. And, you know, going to university is a big investment of time and energy, but it's really the first step that people need to be able to take before they can actually do things and before they can use those skills uh, to give their perspectives and to, you know, have that sort of influence. Um, So I think, um, you know, a lot of um, the opportunities that uh, we need to be sort of creating are around you know, giving that first step up, giving a hand up um, to groups that have been marginalised for a long time. Um, and I think um, I heard in a, a speech that I was listening to, but, um, you know, it takes us hundreds of years to get a marginalised group to the point where, you know, they're not uh, influential in society and they don't have opportunities. But really it only takes um, every single one of us uh, putting a little bit of effort in and being aware and being um, conscious of these issues to actually change that and to have a really positive impact. Do you see things changing over time? I mean, University of Auckland does not have a great history, um, particularly in terms of the Faculty of Engineering and how it has treated cultural aspects of, um, for example, haka. Um, Has there been a leap forward or are we still back in the 1950s in that respect? I think um, you know definitely that leap is still we're still waiting for that leap and we're still waiting for that, that big recognition and um, you know to realise that a lot of behaviours that might have in the past been seen as acceptable are just straight up really not acceptable. Um, but I think you know in terms of baby steps, in terms of accepting and recognising, and um, you know even if it's uh, as much as old faculty being uh, pushed out and new faculty coming in with you know new ideas and um, new perspectives. Um, I think definitely we're taking steps in the right direction, but you know that that shouldn't be an excuse to stop or to think we've already done enough. Um, that should be an excuse to realise what we can achieve and really get on with it. In a previous um, podcast that we had with Byron, who 
also studied at University of Auckland who was talking about casual racism. Is what what's your experience there around how racism is casualized? Um, I know personally for me, um, one of the experiences that I had was um, so one of the support programs that uh, University of Auckland provides for. Uh, rangatahi Māori um, is uh, for engineering called tuakana and then for um, for instance law it's called the Māori Assistance Programme um, and you know for me I mean um, I'm obviously really excited to you know uh, take advantage of that and to meet people and to be around that um, and I know especially you know you'd sort of say oh yeah this is what I'm going to go do even just to my friends or to um, you know like TAs or people like that uh, and they'd be like oh you're part of that like what the so really like the tuakamola and um i think you know realizing um or uh that sort of casual um misunderstanding of what these programs are actually doing and what um you know the issues actually are and people not really wanting to learn about that um is a really significant issue and it leads to a lot of you know um you know you feel pretty bummed out because you're like well you know could do this i'm really excited about it but like you know my friends and so on so we, we talk a lot around, uh, so 16, only 16% of engineers in New Zealand are women and um, Hayley mentioned that 3% of those are in construction. I don't know what the stats are for Māori in engineering, but I suspect it's probably 1% or less. Um, so you've mentioned some of the um, kind of systemic reasons why that would be the case. In terms of your experience at university, how could... Pākehā make that experience a more um, welcoming one for Māori? I really think that the biggest um, the biggest thing that people can do is to just sort of be um, understanding and empathetic and actually, you know, sort of uh, aware of the issues and aware of the problems. Um, and I mean, that's, a, you know, uh, might seem like a big ask, but I think, um, you know, realistically speaking, um, we're moving into a future where we have, um, you know, lots of, or hopefully lots of women engineers, hopefully lots of Māori engineers, engineers, and lots of um, cultures and ethnicities. Um, and I think people uh, should be aware, more aware. Pākehā people, in particular, should be more aware and should be more, um, or more aware of the issues around that, and more understanding of what's actually going on and the change and the issues that are around that. I think that'll do a lot. I don't think it's only Pākehā at the end of the day. I think it's everyone in New Zealand. I think we should have a, a good Māori understanding of where New Zealand um, started and the culture and the understanding of that. Um, from a construction and civil engineering perspective, I learn a lot about the Māori history and everything within the classrooms, but I do understand um, that's not given to all the other engineers with their majors. But I think at the end of the day, we're all engineers and we're all interconnected and I think that it should be something that all engineers should understand about, you know, the importance of the Treaty of Waitangi, um, why it's upheld, the values of Māori, the values of all the tribes and everything. And I think that's really important for us all to learn. And um, I think it's so crucial going forward in terms of avoiding conflict and having a more sustainable New Zealand. I think it's really important to understand Māori culture. How much is that brought into your studies? For me, it's brought within a couple of our papers. So I know that in construction and architectural engineering, the the majors that are 
with the more um, building side, we are exposed to it, but from my understanding, not so much from the other majors. Um, but don't quote me on that. That may have, that may have changed. I'm not in all the classes, but I would really like to see it being pushed more in the future and um, being exposed to all engineering students. And what about at the University of Auckland, John? So um, I think um, certainly in engineering there is uh, quite a ways to go. Um, my experiences of doing first-year law at the University of Auckland were actually really great. I mean, um, Law uh, 121, which is the first course you do, is all about contemporary um, Māori issues. It's about the formation of uh, New Zealand. Um, and a lot of that is a big focus of the course because, you know, obviously New Zealand um, and there's a recognition that that's really important. Um I don't think definitely that same sort of recognition of importance exists uh, from my experiences of first-year engineering. Um, I know that um, in one of our courses, we had a section where we had to write a um, uh, sort of literature review on some um, articles about Matauranga um, Māori and about um, some Māori issues inside of uh, engineering. Um, one of the ones that came up uh, was some issues around the arena, um, disaster outside of the Bay of Plenty. Um, and I know, um, you know, uh, definitely that we were given the course and we were given the, the materials and told to go off and do it, but we never really explained why that's actually important or why this is actually something that we should worry about. And I know that for a lot of people, uh, I mean, um, sort of around sort of uh, uh, the engineering, first-year engineering circles, they were like, well, why are we doing this? This seems so pointless. This isn't even related to engineering. This is just talking about, you know, some, some you know, people that, uh, disagree with the current state of affairs or whatever. And I think um, in terms of, you know, making sure that that importance is actually explained and actually maintained, um, that's the next step and that's a big jump that I think needs to happen. Because mm, you're essentially actually creating a conflict there, aren't you? Because if you don't have the context and people don't understand why it's important, then they're going to be frustrated as to why they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's even a negative thing because they go, well, you know, why are we doing this? This is so pointless. It's extra coursework. It's not actually achieving anything. So they become more distanced than if they just hadn't even looked in the first place, which is, you know, seems ridiculous. But mm. um, it's it's not a big thing to sort of explain it, I think. It's just something that needs to happen, and something that needs to be a commitment to. And Hayley, in terms of um, kind of the same question, how could other um, members of faculty and students around you help women feel more comfortable studying engineering? Um, well, I think um, at Auckland University of Technology, there is a good su support system, um, as in the faculty and the lecturers are really supportive, first of all, um, with females um, in engineering. So I'm very grateful to be in that environment. So I was previously um, the president of the AUT STEM Women Club um, from 2019 to August 2020. So just recently I decided to step down because of my final year of study. But while um, in my journey as being president and having 700 members to support the faculty was really supportive um, of what we needed. But then again... I think it's not so much of what the faculty can provide, it's really what the students want and how we come about to ask for their support. I think as students, as women, if we need the help, we need to also ask for their help because if you, if you don't ask for help, no one, no one knows you need it, right? So I think as students, we all have the responsibility 
um, to get up and to speak up for ourselves and really ask for their support. I think that's number one from a student perspective. And number two, from um, the staff perspective and from the faculty, it'll be nice to have um, a more stable point of contact where we know that we can have definite support for women. I know at the um, University of Auckland, you have the WEN um, student organisation there. So they're quite established there. So I know you have permanent staff to look after your students as well for the women in engineering. I would like to kind of see the same for um, AUT going forward. Um, and I think that's something that the university should consider investing into. I think um, a woman are also our future, so it's it's something worth investing into. But so far there is support, um, but there's always room for a little bit of improvement. What do you think the ideal state would look like for engineering? As in for women only, like in the support group? Well, an ideal one for me, definitely for like a support group for women um, in STEM is one where you can have a point of contact, like I mentioned before, where the committee or women can have a point of contact. So it'll be nice to have a staff that is stationed there that has the permanent role of supporting women. And secondly, having a strong um, committee that is willing to devote time to support women and run organisations such as industry nights, such as having um, pop quiz nights and um, social nights. Um, those kind of events that would be an ideal group for me and I think when you study it's not all about like we were students but studying hits a limit somewhere so it'll be nice to have a group where women can come to and um, network and kind of have a chat about um, learning about different other majors that are outside of their wars because when you're in class you're only exposed to kind of similar peers that you see in class and your lectures in the same field so it'll be nice to interact and understand other field as well I think like what John was trying to say before was um, having that understanding for different majors um, makes a significant difference because we can just understand each other and know what we're doing and have that connection there and I think that's really important so I'm basically what I'm trying to say is not keep so isolated but exposed to what is out there I think to me that would be an ideal group and I hope um, not only to have women group but to have other group like Māori and Pacifica groups that are aimed um, in STEM that you know support all these students that mm, are considered minorities in the field so to me, that would be the ideal state I would eventually like to see um, the university head towards or other organisation that support these kind of um, groups help with. In your perspective, John, what would be the ideal state? I think um, the most exciting thing about the research that I've done so far and what I've sort of looked at and, um, you know, the, the case studies that I've looked at and some of the people I've talked to um, is that there's actually so much potential that we just haven't explored and haven't really looked at when we start, you know, integrating, um, you know, uh, women into engineering, um, Māori and Pacifica into engineering, um, you know, other ethnicities, um, and actually having that understanding and having that integration, um, you know, whether it be from... Um, 
a construction standpoint where we have lots of opportunities for uh, different methods of construction or for different approaches to construction, different partnership projects, um, or, you know, be anywhere from um, how we sort of uh, deal with issues around uh, privacy and um, internet connections and that sort of thing around engineering. Um, and so I think, um, to be honest, I don't know what the, 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 the perfect uh, future state looks like because I think, you know, we as um, engineers and as uh, university students and university lecturers and companies and um, industry need to actually fully explore that before we can really look at that. But um, I think the future is really exciting and bright. So, John, what would you give as advice for a Māori considering to study engineering? If you can do it, do it. Get out there, um, you know, study engineering, um, follow your dreams um, and really try to achieve because um, at the very minimum you're laying a path for other people to follow, for other young rangatahi to follow and you're being a leader in, in the field of, um, well, in the field of, you know, these new approaching areas. And you, Hallie, for women? Um, well, I have a, a lot of advice for students and women from my years of study and I think um, the I think the top advice I would get is um, know if you're planning to study engineering definitely know how to financially plan and also budget your way through university because if you're good with your money your money will be good with you I believe so learn how to financially plan don't live on those two minute noodle I don't um, advocate that, so know how to plan. There are other stuff available. Um, secondly, look after your mental health um, and your eating habits. And thirdly, it's not all about studying all the time. Um, do learn how to balance your life and socialise. There is life outside engineering. So I think if you have those top three advice under lock, um, you're pretty sussed to being a female in engineering or just a new entrant into engineering in general. John, what advice would you give to um, university staff and industry um, around um, this issue and making sure that there are improvements over time? I think um, this is a, a really big, um, you know, big topic and a big issue, and I'm sure we'll end up talking about it um, more in the future. But um, I think the most important thing for everyone, and this is, you know, to university faculty, to uh, university students, um, to the you know people in the industry and the industry itself, um, is to just be aware of the issues and to be open and willing to change and to challenge your perspectives and challenge your understanding. Um, because I think that alone actually means a lot and um, is the basis for achieving an, an awful lot. And Hallie, how about you? What would be your advice? I think in terms of for the industry, I would really encourage the industry, even if you're a small company to the biggest company, definitely get involved with the students that are at the university. And um, by that I mean now because of the COVID situation, We've learned a lot in terms of technology, how to communicate with each other and have events that are running online. So definitely adapting to the change with technology and learning about it to connect with your students, even if it's 
just turn up to the events even if it's not about offering them a job if you don't have an offer for a job that's fine most students do go to those events and want to just connect with you and build that connection and that bond with you and really have a understanding for the industry so I think um, I would like to see that more from the street getting engaged with a student even if you don't have employment to offer um, students want to have that connection to gain as well and um, from and definitely from the university side I would like to see a little bit more push with again um, supporting our minority groups like we mentioned our females and Maori and Pacifica groups they're club organizations so I would I would like to see more support um, so that's from me I mean there is support but would like to see more a more stable one i just want to lastly just say um i think engineering is really a a great degree it's um a really open one and i was having a chat with some of my friends yesterday when i popped into um the university that it's one of the one of the few degrees that open doors to other industry that are not solely engineering i think when you leave high school you have this mindset, if I do accounting, I've got to become an accountant. If I'm an engineer, I always have to be an engineer. But with engineering, you can be an engineer, you can be a project manager. It opens many doors. It's a, it's a really um, fun degree as well. It's a lot of commitment involved, but I think it's a rewarding degree and it should be something that should be considered for our um, next generation. I think um, if you're a you know a, a young person um, or even an older person who's um, you know looking out and looking at engineering and um, uh, you uh, especially if you come from um, a lot of you know the marginalised groups that we've talked about today, um, um, I think uh, my sort of um, final word would be go out there, um, go to engineering. Uh, it's a really great degree. Uh, at least from what I've experienced and hope, um, and know that as a person and um, through your experiences and through uh, what are unique to you and unique to uh, who you are and where you've come from, um, you have a lot to add to engineering and to uh, companies and industries and uh, universities and the world as a whole. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Hayley Knott and John Cole today. When we listen and celebrate what is both common and different, we become a wiser, more inclusive and better organisation. These are words by Pat Reuters. Hi, it's Troy again. Hira has created the undergraduate Fanake Scholarship to assist Māori to enter engineering. We have awarded two scholarships so far, both to Wahine. If you would like to support a similar scholarship or internship, please contact me. My details are in the show notes.